Hi, I'm Tom Field, Senior Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. My topic today is orchestrating SSL visibility, and it's my privilege to be speaking with Kevin Stewart. He's a security solutions architect with F5 Networks. Kevin, thank you so much for joining me today. Tom, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. So, Kevin, the good news is that because of SSL, TLS, we're reaching a point where nearly every bit of web data in transit is now encrypted. But why is this also bad news for security leaders? The simple answer is a lack of visibility. In the last five years, we've witnessed a complete shift in the nature of Internet traffic. Just before the events of Edward Snowden, most Internet traffic was still unencrypted. But since then, with the help of Google and Microsoft and SSL Labs and Let's Encrypt and others, that's completely changed. And now close to three quarters of all Internet traffic is encrypted. But most interesting, the nature of the traffic inside that encryption really hasn't changed. It's web, it's email, it's e-commerce, voice, video, chat, and it's malware. Five years ago, it wasn't unusual to have devices in your network to scan and protect against malicious payloads, back when most of that traffic was unencrypted. In fact, an entire industry of security products grew up in this era. But now that almost everything is encrypted, those same security tools are effectively blind. And now security leaders are left with a critical choice. Don't decrypt and lose visibility and the effectiveness of their tools, or decrypt and suffer the performance degradation and additional complexity that generally comes with this. Kevin, talk to me about the threat actors. How are they now masking their attacks and encrypted traffic, and why are current security controls overlooking these attacks and, and the masked entities? That's a great question. Look, if I wanted to write some malware for whatever reason, and I wanted to make sure that malware reached the right targets or as many targets as possible, would it just make sense to inject this payload of over TLS, where I'm less likely to be discovered, buried inside some innocent-looking document that's flowing across standard-looking HTTPS on standard port 443 straight through the firewall? And we know this to be true because that's where analysis tells us the attacks are happening. That's where, that almost all malware attacks are happening over encrypted channels. And as crazy as it sounds, for all that we know about malware and the effects of infection and infiltration, there are still plenty of IT organizations out there that don't decrypt and inspect. And look, I get it. Privacy is important, too. Privacy is paramount. I mean, that's why we encrypt in the first place. But consider this. Exfiltration is a privacy issue, too. And we've seen it too many times in the last few years to ignore it. Big companies losing millions of customer records to exfiltration many of which might have been preventable with more effective security tools. You talked a few minutes ago about visibility, and of course, SSL visibility is a growing space in the field. But talk to me about why visibility alone is not enough. That's an even better question. Sure, most of those security devices I talked about earlier have grown up. Many of them can do decryption for visibility, and some can handle perfect forward secrecy. But in most cases, they're only going to do decryption for themselves or at best one other passive device. So if you find yourself in a situation where you have multiple security products, like proxies and firewalls and sandboxes, IPS, IDS, whatever, all doing their own decryption and re-encryption in the typical daisy chain pattern that they exist in the network, you're going to be introducing a ton of latency and complexity. But I want to be clear if you just have one inspection device in your network and that device can handle decryption for PFS ciphers and do so at a reasonable speed, by all means, do decryption there. 
It's far less likely, however, that most organizations just have one security product in the network. So that's where daisy chain visibility starts to break down and where orchestration can solve that problem. Well, you mentioned orchestration. It's a topic I brought up at the front as well. Talk to me about why orchestration is the best option for security leaders that are seeking a new defense strategy. So I want to spend a few moments to help visualize what orchestration is compared to what I'm calling the daisy chain. A daisy chain is that thing that happens when you introduce security products into the traffic flow one at a time, usually over some period of time. So the traffic flows from one device to the next in the sequence. So for example, from the client to the proxy, from the proxy to the sandbox, from the sandbox to the IPS, from the IPS to the firewall, before leaving the network, a, a daisy chain. Every environment has daisy chains somewhere, right? It's, it's how networks naturally evolve. But daisy chains are brittle and become even more so when you introduce a cascading decryption needed for visibility. In contrast, orchestration breaks the daisy chain paradigm. It moves these devices out of the path and inserts a single device that then handles traffic flow to all of those other security products. Couple that with a single decryption and re-encryption points and you have a faster and far more robust architecture where you can move security devices into and out of the orchestrated service chains at will without breaking existing traffic flows. Orchestration not only simplifies the architecture, but also enhances performance and reliability. Kevin, talk to me for a few minutes about F5 SSL Orchestrator. How does it interoperate with other security tools? SSL Orchestrator is uniquely different in this technology space as a full proxy architecture. Most vendors in this space handle TLS as a bump in the wire or half proxy, both of which impose significant limitations on the ability to actually orchestrate and service chain traffic if they can do it at all, but also limitations in the types of devices that can cooperate in this orchestration. SSL Orchestrator uniquely supports passive security devices, inline L2, inline L3, uh, ICAP slash DLP and proxy type security devices in its inspection zone. These devices can be independently addressed, scaled, monitored, bypassed, and dynamically service chained based on the context of the traffic flow. To give an example, in the typical daisy chain, the security device must make room for all of the traffic to flow through it, even if it can't inspect it. And if total throughput requirements go up, all of the devices in the daisy chain have to be scaled up together. But in the dynamic service chaining model, traffic is only passed to a security device that is interesting to that device, so that they can now scale independently of other types of devices. And that context decision can be made based on practically any aspect of the packet, where it's coming from, where it's going, port, protocol, IP and URL reputation, geolocation, user identity, you name it. Also interesting, a proxy architecture is less susceptible to cipher support issues, where, for example, a bump in the wire or half proxy inspection device has to rely on the client server cipher selection and bypass things it can't support. In this case, a rogue client or server can simply bypass inspection by forcing an unsupported cipher. The full proxy architecture of the SSL orchestrator simply prevents this. Well, it sounds like there are a lot of architectural options for achieving SSL visibility. What does F5 recommend? And why? Fantastic question. And the answer is, it depends. F5 has always been regarded as the Swiss army knife of the network, and the SSL orchestrator makes no exceptions. All security devices fit generally into one of five categories, depending on how they attach to the network. They're either passive devices, inline L2, inline L3, DLP ICAP, or proxy-type devices. 
as the Solar Orchestrator really doesn't care what the security product is as long as it understands which of these categories it fits in. And as a full proxy architecture, there's no physical requirement to directly attach the security devices. So there's no imposed limitation based on port density. SSL Orchestrator itself also attaches to the network as a routed or transparent device, so there's an enormous amount of flexibility built in. The only substantial change would be to understand a paradigm shift in the way your security products consume traffic. Inspection devices are now only going to see decrypted traffic, so while not a hard requirement, it's a best practice to move these devices out of the normal network flow and isolate them. Kevin, you talked about privacy earlier. As you know, data privacy is a huge concern for enterprises, and they may not want to see all traffic. In that case, what can be done? That's absolutely right. Not everything should be decrypted. Even in the face of brutal malware invasion, some things like personally identifiable information, financial and health-related data should remain private. And different organizations and business verticals have different definitions of what it considers private. SSL Orchestrator makes this extremely easy. As I mentioned earlier, dynamic service chaining is based on traffic flow context, but also based on that same context is a, is a decision to decrypt or leave it alone. So in the same stroke, I can define a rule in the SSL Orchestrator security policy that bypasses decrypted inspection for some URL categories like finance and health and either send that encrypted traffic right out or still send it through a set of security services. Well, tell me then, what is the cost of maintaining and operating such a solution. You know, it's probably safe to say there are several cost benefits to a solution like this. To start, you're managing a decryption policy in one place, so you don't need the personnel expertise required to do this on each of the different security products. Also, in a daisy chain visibility environment, you're naturally going to lose performance, so you'll need bigger boxes to compensate. However, in an orchestrated environment, each of the security products not only doesn't have to deal with encryption, but is also independently addressed so it doesn't have to scale equally with other service types and can therefore potentially be fewer, smaller, more spread out, and most important, allowed to freely do what it does best. And this independent scaling also allows inspection devices to be moved into and out of service at will, thereby reducing downtime and oversubscription. These things all add up to significant tangible cost benefits. If you take a step back, how is F5 generally helping customers navigate this dynamic SSL visibility space and, of course, the unique challenges that come with it? Again, it's all about visibility. Decryption and re-encryption at each inspection device along a daisy chain path has inherent problems. It's slow, it's complex, and it's brittle. This is why we firmly believe SSL orchestration is the future. Malware isn't going away. If anything, it only increases exponentially. More and more companies are going to be targeted for exfiltration over the coming years, and so they have to make a choice. F5's SSL Orchestrator product is designed to maximize visibility to all of your security products with the least amount of latency and complexity and the highest amount of throughput and flexibility. Well, very good, Kevin. I appreciate your time and your insight today. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me here. This has been a pleasure. We've been talking about orchestrating SSL visibility, and I've been speaking with Kevin Stewart. He's Security Solutions Architect with F5 Networks. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.